in his first speech since leaving the office of president of the United States, Donald Trump speaks at CPAC 2021. He has a whole lot to say. It really does lay out the platform for politics going forward. And we're going to discuss it and break it down on this episode. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. One subject today, one topic, but it's just, it could be so many different things. Um, Super interesting, super energetic. Donald Trump speaks publicly um, for the first time since leaving office. Well, his first speech, because I think he did a phone interview once with Fox, but you didn't really see him. You just heard him. Uh, But this was an actual speech. You saw a little bit of that energy that, that we've come to be used to from Donald Trump. Uh, He talked a little bit about the current state of politics. He talked a little bit about the current state of the Biden presidency. He talked a little bit about possible future plans. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, interesting stuff. Uh, Just overall, generally speaking, what did you get from him speaking? Um, That he's going to be there to point out Every single inadequacy of Biden's whole team and a very necessary thing to do. Yeah, big time. Because Be- the media is not going to do it. The media is not going to do it. And then and then um, I'm not seeing so much like I'm seeing Republicans talk shit about things that, that Biden's doing. But I'm not seeing a lot of action right now. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like at this point... Fuck the talk. Where's action? Where where where's a bill that says this is how we're gonna go after big tech? You know, like to make thing to even the playing field to make things fair for people. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the louder with Crowder uh, situation. Um, so Stephen Crowder did his due diligence, did his research on on the addresses. Uh, I, I forgot what state it was, but basically did his due diligence went to some of these addresses some of these addresses were highways some of these addresses were empty lots and so he's like okay this is weird tweets it twitter bans it and then and then they say that uh their whole fact check thing yeah. so they 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 ban his account and and then on on his youtube well on his channel uh, the, the YouTube channel, even though it's, it's through Blaze, right? Yeah. Um, noticeably pissed off about that because 
he's has literally the evidence, has done his due diligence, has all the information, has outlined everything, and is being very transparent about it. Basically saying this is evidence of like there's a lot of fishy shit going on. Right. What what's he's, going on here? He's doing what the government and the mainstream media should be doing right yeah. now. He, little old louder with Crowder is doing that. Yeah, and and it's like it's pretty disheartening because it shows like well, it, it makes you think. Well, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? You, you want to ask that to to the media? You want to ask that to the government? Like what? Why can't we? have this discourse it's not an extreme like it's not extreme when there's evidence of it like now if they were like oh well this is why we use this address people voted for me like if you have an explanation for it please share it that's basically what he's saying like please explain to me what this is he might be it's not even that he'd be he would be wrong it was just it would clarify things for him for the people that listen to the show for for a lot of like the discrepancies of of this last election it would explain a lot so, but no, you get banned. So again, right now it's like, I don't feel that there's a pushback and, and, and the rock star in the Republican party is the guy to do that. That's Trump. And, and I think that it was refreshing. He looked, uh, refreshed to it. He looked like he was kind of, he looked rested. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause the last few months after the election, he, you know, he noticed he looked tired. Yeah, you know, and I mean, who wouldn't be after after such a situation? And and being nonstop, like yeah. he's, he was nonstop. I mean, the dude was putting in work. Yeah, Biden, not so much. And you know, we talked about that in pre-production. That was another thing that made what they're saying the results of the election were so unbelievable. It's just this idea that like one guy is campaigning. And doing what it traditionally takes to win an election, and the other guy's doing none of that stuff, and somehow he ends up the winner. Yeah, that, that's. But it's very. This whole situation with CPAC is very indicative of where CPAC, where the republic, where most of the Republican Party is at. Not all of it, but most of it, which is we're going with Trump. Um. Oh, yeah. If you don't like it, you know, because Nikki Haley, she was shunned. She was not, I don't think she was even invited. Nor should she be. Yeah, and and uh, she's feeling basically now the effects of what it is to go against the base that made her. Yeah. We, we talked about it this the last couple episodes. Like, you were the ambassador of the United Nations. You were a hell of an ambassador. But never forget, you were part of Trump's team. And you were allowed to be great. You were allowed to shine. We had a lot of good things to say about her. When shit hits the fan and the media paints their narrative, then then that's when you want to switch up to be political. And that the thing is, that's where in politics, where the fuck is the loyalty? You know, right. I think I think sometimes with, with 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 politics, people think too much about themselves. And listen, I understand you have to run your shit your way in your district or in your area. Uh, but never forget the people that were there to help you grow, to help you shine. Exactly. And uh, and you're seeing that. You're seeing that with what well, you were telling me. McConnell's approval rating was well. His, really low. his approval rating right now is lower than Kevin McCarthy's, and as a result of that, he's changing his tune. He's come out recently and said. 
that if Trump were to run in 2024, he'd back him up. Well, if he were the nominee. So he's not saying he'd back him up out of the gate, like, you know, when, you know, it during the primaries. But if he were the nominee, he'd back him up. But that is a different tune than what he was saying during the impeachment trial, which, you know, we've talked about that on the show before. And I have my theories about how McConnell is operating, but now you're starting to see that Trump's support is so still so vibrant that it's like, shit, I got to survive. Like if I'm talking bad about this guy, whether it's strategy or not, I might fuck around and lose my career because that's how much people rock with him. And that is the question that I asked you, like generally speaking, what did I get from Trump talking? That is what I got from it. I watched it on uh, the, I was watching the live stream on the Tatum report um, YouTube channel. But while, while it was going, I looked at Facebook. There were like 69,000 people watching it on Breitbart. There was like 63,000 people watching it on Fox News. There were like 1,900 people watching it from like Fox 32. There was like so many people watching Trump's speech. Yeah. I was like, wow, this guy hasn't lost a beat Like when it comes to getting people to tune into him coupled with the fact that he's been off of social media by force but regardless still the same effect he's been off of social media so it's like damn people were what is he going to say what does he have to say what's going on with him and so i really think that what this was for trump was like a testing of the waters. That's kind of what I've I've gathered from it. It's like, all right, let me come out here. Let's look at the numbers. Let's see the numbers. Let's see what people are saying. They did a straw poll at CPAC, and Trump demolished everybody. The ne- the next one to Trump was DeSantis. So it's like, okay, this is this is what this is where we're at with it. But now you got to strategize going forward. And I think that's going to be huge. And I really, really think that like Trump pretty much already said that like he's going to endorse people during the primaries. So I, I it, it, it appears that many people... Like like establishment Republicans like Adam Kinzinger, whom we talked about last week, might get primaried out, which is it's super interesting. The primaries, I think the primaries might actually be more interesting than the actual uh, 2022 elections yeah. uh, the ho- for 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 the House and the Senate. Yeah, because. See. The whatever machine that there may be in place to you know if they're gonna try to rig or cheat or whatever it's gonna it's gonna happen during the general elections but the primaries it's no like it's republican versus republican democrat versus democrat 
that's what's going to be so interesting to see how strong in two years from now the Trump train is at that point because are they going to like wipe out like the establishment Republicans off the map because it's going to be Republicans voting and it's like it, or like guys like Adam Kinzinger toast forever or do guys like Adam Kinzinger like chameleon chameleon in their way to to win by yeah. switching up the tune and stuff that's going to be be very interesting because Trump is already kind of pointing to people and I I, I don't know um, in what district uh, of what state but already he's he's endorsed somebody that's going to be running against somebody that supported the impeachment a Republican and so yeah. people like that they're going to get wiped out like what happens to like a Liz Cheney. You know, I don't oh, he, know. He mentioned her. The, he, he basically came out swinging. Mm -hmm. He's like, he had his uh, hit list yeah. of who he wants out. So there was no... His his strategy is we're going to see who we could get rid of. Yeah. And get, get my people in. Yeah. People that are on my shit. And uh, yeah, you guys on, fucked on, up. On, on America first shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you got, you have to respect it. That's why he, like he didn't say whether he'd run or not. He teased it. He's like, oh, maybe, maybe twenty twenty four. And well, Sonny, he's Who's like, maybe run? I'll beat them for a third time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that too. And it's like, well, this to me, like you said, you tested the waters. This was like getting a, in a tune up fight before you fight like an actual opponent. You're like, okay. Let's see how I feel. Let's see the energy. Let's see who tunes in. What, what, what information will you gather from this? Take, move forward. Now, do you think he should have, before or maybe there, had been on some? Well, this is where I'm going to be communicating from either Gab or Parlor or whatever. Do you think that he should have announced it there, or, or you I think mean, that that's <laughs> stuff that you just kind of do and? I, I think you can. It can be successful if you just do it whenever he decides to do it. But I do think it is necessary, and I do think the sooner the better. Because let's say he doesn't intend on running for president, yeah. but he remains like the top dog of the Republican Party, the kingmaker, which. I think what was interesting also about him speaking was that he mentions that there won't be a third party, that it's the Republican yeah. Party, and and it is what it is. I think that was big because, one, like he realizes, well, we don't want to split the party, number one. But number two, I think that puts a lot more fear in like the establishment Republicans' hearts because yeah. it's like, fuck. Well, like we're we're gonna depending on how things go in twenty twenty two, the establishment Republicans they're gonna have to start playing a very different game. Like yeah. what happens, and that's what is so interesting to me. Like what happens to the Liz Cheney's? What happens to the Mitt Romney's when you're everybody knows what you've been on, and then. We wake up in, in, in November of uh, 2022 and you have all of these Trump Trumpian Republicans. Like, what do you 
what 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 sort of what sort of environment is that for you being a rhino you know it's yeah. kind of that's kind of a, a, a weird place to be and so he, he did Trump, it well. wh- whether trump is going to run for president or not like i do think the social media presence is important on the alternative social medias because like it's it's not going to go well. well well he's not going to get back on twitter and then i don't know like i think there's a possibility of him possibly getting back on facebook and instagram but i wouldn't even try at this point like you just got to go the alternative route yeah you know the rumbles the bit shoots the 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 mewis the 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 parlors the gabs and and you got to really get that going and per scale was his last uh uh, social media, yeah, manager or what right. was it? He was, he originally was his campaign manager, but then uh, um, I forgot the guy that took over. Um, but then he just became like just for the digital side yeah. of things. He's gonna have to get on that shit. Like they were doing a phenomenal job. Now you're gonna have to think a little outside the box. Yeah, and that's what this was. You know, all this. I mean, we're not talking about social media now, but what I'm saying is what this was was uh, basically the scene in in Scarface where Tony Montana saying, this is my girl, (laughs) to Frank Lopez, to the Republican Party. It was very important for him to say that. Like, no, I'm I'm not trying to start a new party. That'll just divide us. Basically, I'm the party. My politics is a party. And this is where we're going to be. And I think that that's important, and and it's it's like I said, it's indicative of where CPAC is at if they're riding with Trump, right? They they rode with Trump the whole way, so um, they could have they could have picked somebody else, they could have went another route, but they understood the numbers, like the numbers don't lie. Yeah, the numbers don't lie, and like the energy with the people. I mean, you don't have to remove the numbers like remove what cnn says what fox what every everything says like and 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 not just you but like everybody listening like you can you can see it and feel it when you talk to people that know and are into politics and aren't on the left there's just really in our lifetime has never been this this sort of passion for uh, a candidate for a president they're just it's just we we haven't seen it in in our lifetime and and i think the closest you might have got to was was uh with reagan but i mean like we were we were you know children like yeah so toddlers so that's different um just a boy right <laughs> but but since then i mean it's crazy. And and I've talked about this before. I think Obama had it like that level of passion out of the gate. He had it, but then like that shit quickly dropped off like quick. Yeah. With Trump, it's it sustained and I don't know. I mean, there's an argument to be made that it's stronger than ever because he didn't get 74 million votes the first go round. He got 74 million votes the second go round. So yeah. all of that stuff, it, it, it definitely means something. It's just what is the strategy going forward? And I think that's the most important aspect of all of this because he really does have the ear 
of the people. So now with that power, you really have to like make moves. And like we talked about in pre-production and we mentioned here, social media, alternative social media, you got to get on it. You got to keep holding Biden accountable and be critical of like everything that that administration does. Um, and and then like push heavy towards 2022. And then by 2022, he definitely has to know definitively if he's going to run or not. Yeah. And if he does, if he decides not to run, he definitively has to know who, like who is gonna yeah. run and like have already spoken to them and yeah. like there has to be a lot of strategy going forward uh if if you know we're gonna like save the situation save the country save yeah. save uh the situation from these people that that clearly don't want what's best i mean just the notion of of uh trying to legalize 11 million people when fucking so many people are out of work and and like the economy is stagnating again it's not really like no. you know with trump it was going up 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 getting better and then now biden is there and like we're seeing the stagnation yeah um it's it's crazy it's it's a it's a crazy thing so i think strategy has to be has to be big and and i don't know he may not even know if he wants to run yet yeah he he seemed he has the intensity the vigor the the energy that that he's always had but maybe right now he's looking at it like well 4 years is kind of a long time yeah and then also these motherfuckers did every fucking crooked corrupt thing yeah. under the sun to stop me Who's for 4 say, years huh this for, is this was yeah so, for, yeah for four years. You saw that uh, article. I think it was a Times article that talked about all oh, the businessmen behind the push against Trump or some shit like that. No, no, I didn't it, see it, that. It, it, it came out a couple weeks ago, and I was like, of course, of course, it's gonna come out once you get dude out. Yeah, because you're too scared to probably have an article like that come out during 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 you know election year. Um, man, I wish I would have saved it. But yeah, it's like this was this was it went deep. Like how yeah. how how much they really tried to get yeah, get rid it, of this yeah it, it definitely did. And so you having been through that, you have to think about like, man, do I really want to go through all of that when maybe the way he sees it is we could get somebody just as good yeah. in there. Shit, maybe even better. You never know. And and not deal with all of that stuff. Or on some strategy shit, if he's just as vocal, but he's not the one running, what's wild as fuck about that is the so much heat will be on him that like let's say DeSantis is the one that runs. Yeah. So like let's say it's like a DeSantis how like DeSantis and Josh Howley. And Trump, but Trump is out there campaigning for them, doing his thing. Trump might be getting so much heat that like they they don't even throw shit at DeSantis and Howley, you know? Yeah. There could be you know, there could be so many different avenues to take with this. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of good possibilities. 
A lot of good possibilities. And, I, and I'm going to have a question for you right now. But before I go that route, this is the article. This is the name of the article. So it was Time Magazine, time.com. The secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Oh, saved it. Yeah. <laughs> so so Charlie Kirk, he, he tweeted. He said, I wonder why this article wasn't published until two weeks after Inauguration Day. We all know why. But um, now my question is, so in the next two years... I know you said that he has to decide on what happens, but kind of in a from a more strategic standpoint, what what do you think should be like his main priorities in the next two years going into the twenty twenty um, not the twenty twenty four elections, but the twenty twenty. You mean 2022? Oh, yeah, 2022. What am I saying? Um, 2020, Jesus Christ. The main priority, um, make it clear. Because there's not a lot you could get done legislatively because it's everything is one-sided. So, like, it, I mean, the attempts would be void. So I think what you need to fight right now is the culture fight. Like, that's the fight you need to fight. So, you know, raise the alarm. Every time something, some fuckery comes up, like for, and, and not just in politics, but eventually start, you know, making social commentary on like Coca-Cola recently. I don't know if you've seen the, the Be less to, white. Right. Crazy shit like that. Like, so eventually, eventually like you're going to have to like comment on these things and that sets the tone for where you're heading culturally. Now, back in 2016, when Trump was running for the first time, Trump said things and it was like automatically, oh, well, he's racist and xenophobic and everything like that. So him commenting on stuff like Coca-Cola's Be Less White training is naturally going to be viewed as racist and you know the 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 wokesters on the left are going to be repulsed by it but when you're speaking to you know the greater nation and just generally everyday people i think that's gonna that's that type of stuff is going to resonate so you have to do that and then you got to start focusing on prime pr primarying in the primaries, get out like the the establishment people. Once you get once that starts to happen, the establishments that remain, they're gonna start singing a different tune. And then the new people that are there, they're all gonna be a lot more like gung ho about getting stuff done. Yeah. So five thirty eight, they recently put out an article, and even they seem to think that like the Republicans are going to take the house back in 2022, which I mean, it is par for the course because that typically kind of happens anyway. Like one, yeah. the one party that wins the presidency, the other party typically like gets the house. Yeah. You know, uh, that's kind of one of the, one of the reasons why the presidents lose a lot of approval and, and, <clears throat> and uh, they get a lot of their criticism because it's like, well, what you're going to get done, how come you don't get it done when you have the house also? Yeah. Yeah. And 
and and it does make sense and that's that was like ann coulter's biggest criticism of trump is like well you know you have the house you have the yeah. senate why didn't you get the wall built you know and, and 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 i think she has like a legit criticism but at the same time i mean paul ryan was the fucking speaker of the house which he was essentially like a democrat yeah you know what i'm saying so just that was just like a little history lesson but but it's it, it's not like that crazy to think that the Demo that the republicans wouldn't or couldn't get the house in 2022 so the thing is what's most important is what type of republicans get the house yeah. that's what becomes most important yeah and that's where things get interesting because if if they do get the house and they're very trump-like republicans they could start to make the remaining two years of a biden presidency very difficult yeah and then if the if the republicans are able to get the senate which will be a harder task but if they're able to do that they could really make biden's two years the the remaining two years of his of his first term very difficult so that would be the first thing to do once you have that then the 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 next two years could be spent on things like getting social media in check if it already isn't in check because yeah. in two years of people start, starting to gravitate more and more towards alternative social media that shit might balance out in itself because, yeah. and we've talked about this plenty of times on the show, just the business aspect of it could make it where these social media platforms are like, yeah, man, like we got to stay out of the politics because we're losing yeah. too much money, too many people, whatever the case. Money talks, bullshit walks. Yeah, so so that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. But then that's when they gotta they gotta like push, 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 push legislatively. And then you know leave things in a in a real nice place for you know the election in uh, in twenty twenty four. So to answer your question is definitely fight the cultural fight, and that means hold the Biden presidency accountable and 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 be critical of them at every opportunity you can. When it's something worth being critical yeah, of, yeah. because, I mean, yes, does it look like it's a horrible presidency? Yeah, but there have been some things that that Biden has said that I'm like, okay, like uh, I'm I'm okay with that. Like but him, a, yeah. him not rocking with like the fifteen dollar minimum wage. Yeah. But okay. in a way, that's the he has the same problem Obama had when he took the presidency. Obama had the recession; he has a pandemic. So now with the pandemic, a lot of the shit that you're talking about. You're in for a very bad recession. Yeah. If 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 you really want to get on this shit. Yeah, that's so you're very the, right about that. Yeah, so like the pandemic at the moment kind of ties his hands a little bit because it's like fuck, I can't do what I want. So now that's why 2022 is kind of a big deal mm -hmm. because it's like, well, within these 2 years, yeah, you're going to have your bullshit, but then there's going to be things you're going to kind of be like, oh, I'm going to fall back for now. Yeah. Like the, Cause, the cause that, and, and, and you're right about yeah. that. And, and I think what you're saying is a very valid point because like the morons and the idiots that that are just like, oh, well, gimme, 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 gimme. Like Biden could sell them that dream. But like when he's in office and 
you knowing that that's not how shit really works. Yeah. Like, it's a, <laughs> that's a, a much harder thing to do. Like, fuck, $15 minimum wage. Yeah, during a pandemic, destroy everything. Yeah. Like, so you really want to do that? Like, the, you know, because the idiots think that, like, oh, it's possible. Oh, $15, a living wage, like, all of that shit. Yeah, you know nothing. <laughs> but to people that actually know how an economy works, yeah, you know that, like, at very least, you're going to prolong the stagnation of the economy. At yeah. very least, if yeah. not, like, tank it again. Yeah. So you really have to consider that. So that's what I'm saying. Whether he wants to do it or not, like you said, his hands are tied, so to speak. And, you know, he hasn't he hasn't pushed for that. So I thought that was one good thing. There was, like, one other thing. The student I, loan. Yeah, and the student loan thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the 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 fifty thousand uh, dollar student loan uh, debt forgiveness or yeah. whatever. All that forgiveness shit. All that fucking all minimum like that shit. We just had lockdowns. We had a hor like the economy is is not doing great. And and, and to be quite honest with you. Like, I'm willing to have, like, the $15 minimum wage argument. I don't agree with it. Whether the economy is just great or not, I'm willing to have that argument. Like, I don't rock with it, but I'll I'll hear you out on it. Yeah. But the whole fucking student loan forgiveness, no. I don't care if the economy is the best in the galaxy ever in just... How uh, that it could possibly? I I still don't rock you with it. You live and die by your choices. Yeah, like that individual. shit. That yeah. don't like. I don't. I don't care. Like I don't yeah. care if every if, if if even the poorest of the poor have like fucking fifty grand to spare. Like no, like you pay that shit back. Like you yeah. you borrowed it. You pay that shit back. No, nah, like I don't. I don't rock with that shit at all. Um. That yeah. that to me is is just. I don't even. Yeah, that shouldn't even be on the table. But anyway, um, with uh, those are like the two things that that Biden has said that I'm like, okay, well, like that's that's not so bad. Everything else has been complete and utter yeah. shit. An attack but, on the Second Amendment. Oh yeah, every I mean, chance. Right, like that. Like I'm saying, like it's like he's gonna be, and he well, so far he is an awful president. But you know, just those two little things. Um, so I think. That's what Trump has to do, and the Republican parties have to play a role in that. Yeah. Like, well, everybody, the, the people that are planning to run, the people that are that are, are already elected, they all have to play a role in that. And I think that will be big in dictating, like, the next two years and then ultimately the next four years. Yeah. I guess I guess we got to sit there and see see what happens, but it's interesting. It's interesting knowing at least where the where CPAC stands because it's indicative of what we're going to see. Yeah, in the next and, four and years. if you look at the lineup of CPAC, Howley, Cruz, Matt Schlapp, DeSantis, Trump, it's all America first people. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't, there's like no, oh, well, the fuzzy line and like, nah. you know, nah, that, nah, that's not going to happen. That really, really, really like. I wonder right now, uh, like the Romneys, the Lindsey Grams, 
the 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 Nikki Haley's Liz Cheney's I like how they're feeling right now like man what do yeah well she yeah there there's a there's a list of these goofies and it's like your your lack of balls yeah well, well yeah <laughs> for sure lack of balls but also your lack of like forward thinking cuz even even on a on a greedy level like you should understand that you th- in order to survive you should understand where you're where the base is at yeah and at least consider how to say things or how to go about things like the fact that you have l- l- no vision when it comes to that yeah is very indicative of how out of touch you are yeah but then that's the that's the issue with with uh that elitism is yeah. that you you become out of touch like they start to believe the narrative spun by the mainstream media they're not on the ground level and and during Trump's presidency you and I talked about that and covered that very well that that is one of the things that Trump was very strong at maybe he did not live on the ground level cuz he's a billionaire maybe he didn't live on the ground level but he definitely frequented it and, and 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 was and hung out there a lot and like he knew how people on the ground level spoke he knew their meme culture he he understood them yeah and that was huge these people don't like you, you think fucking they understand memes and like they don't they don't understand any of that shit fucking uh did you see that Cuomo on Cuomo fucking interview on CNN <laughs> no I did how out of touch bro how out of touch your brother is in a scandal and you motherfuckers are joking yeah. he's joking like I'm like you have to be just the most out of touch motherfucker to, yeah, to be laughing and shit like they're talking he's talking about uh, his brother um, uh, damn what's his first name the one in New York uh, Andrew Andrew Cuomo yeah um they're talking about him getting COVID tested. Oh, which which uh, which uh, one did you use for like the nose, the the little Q-tip? And then he starts playing like joking about it. I'm just thinking like, dude, this guy's in the middle of two scandals. One is that Me Too shit, and then two, the which is way most yeah way more important, uh, the the nursing home deaths. There's yeah. deaths involved, and and you're joking, like. If it doesn't get any more out of touch than that, I, God damn. You and know? there's people that tune into that shit. Yeah. And they're know? probably laughing about it. And I'm like. Exactly. And oh, so, man. and that's what I'm saying. But you got to understand that there's a philosophy behind it. I was watching this um, YouTube video from this channel that I recently came across. A uh, really interesting shit. I think I told you about it. Think before you sleep. Yeah. And uh, he did this one video essay, super, super interesting, on three women that have student loan debt. So one girl was 18, one was 28, and one was 38. And what was interesting about it is one had over $150,000 in student loan debt. She went to Harvard, but whatever the fuck degree she got didn't yield her a job because she was in, I don't even think she was making minimum wage at the time. And 
her whole thing was rather than be like, oh, well, I got to find a way to 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 pay this debt back. Her whole thing was, well, I got to find a way to get this debt forgiven. So like she doesn't. So she believes that like eventually the government will come through and pay pay that off, even though like. Like you went to Harvard and you it's just crazy. But my point in bringing that up is that's how out of touch she is. And like Harvard is a school that produces like those elites. So it's that like out of touch sort of assembly line that all of these people come from. Yeah. That continues to perpetuate that shit. And so that's fine and all, but like it really doesn't yield any results. And so that's what I'm saying is like the people on the ground floor, like the people that go to work every day, the people that have houses, the people that are trying to better their lives, pretty much like all the people that Trump's presidency affected in a great way. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, those are the people that need to realize like they have the ultimate power. Yeah. And I think that's like they really need to show that in the next two and four years and to kind of like wash away, which I think that was going to happen if Trump would have won or maybe he did win. But like, we don't know however that shit worked out. But if Trump was in office, I think that was on the verge of happening. And I think that was one of the reasons why these people fought so hard against him because not only did they know that like he was coming for their necks, yeah, but also like the culture was beginning to change because now you could start focusing on like real shit. You could start foc- like stop telling people that like they're victims of of like oppression and white supremacy and on some platinum plan shit is like, oh well, here's opportunity zones. Here's yeah. some in- investment uh uh, incentives here's lower taxes like stuff that'll really make a difference other than yeah. oh i'm oppressed and everything like that because like the that's what the elitists push because you know they want people to to be in that in in that in that place yeah so it, it's also it's also like a, a cultural and ph- philosophical thing so it's going to be interesting it was definitely nice like hearing trump speak and uh I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.